Hi, welcome to the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast, where every week I do a deep dive into the strategies and mindset behind launching, scaling, and leading a high-impact nonprofit. I'm your host, Rick Ritchie Babbage. Working to make the world a more just and beautiful place is messy, complex, heart-wrenching, and ultimately deeply joyful and fulfilling work. And none of us can do it alone. That's why I started this podcast, this mastermind community, to hold space for and share the learnings and the questions and the grapplings and the actual concrete strategies that allow us to move our social impact work forward together. So welcome to the mastermind. I'm so glad you're here. So I wanted to hop in this week for sort of a quickie episode. It's the end of a quarter, end of Q1 of 2023, if you're listening to this live. And I wanted to share sort of a behind the scenes look at the check-in process that I use each quarter to check in on my work and my business. I have always loved the end of really any time period, the end of a quarter or a month or a week or even a day. For me, it's always been an opportunity to reflect on and assess whatever the time that's passed, you know, reflect on the last month or the last week. And then to use that insight to make plans or to reset existing plans for the coming time period. I love reflection. I'm totally one of those like personality quiz (laughs) um, people who is always looking to sort of make sense of things. And I think that finding what feel to me to be organic opportunities to reflect and assess just helps me feel like I'm perhaps slightly more in control of things than I than I am. But I have found that when it comes to leading or growing an institution, like when I was leading and growing my nonprofit and now that I'm leading and growing my company, a habit of reflection, assessment, and planning is actually really important. I've talked about it a bunch on the show in different ways. Each year I've done some sort of mini series at the end of the year about this. So two years ago, I did a year-end series about reflection and assessment. And last year, at the end of 2022, I walked through a series about planning for your year. And I'll link to those mini-series in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to them. Because a lot of what I talk about, even though it's at the end of the year, is really relevant to reflection and assessment and planning throughout the year. Today, I just want to share the process that I used when I was running my organization and that I still use as I'm growing my company to check in at the end of every quarter. So first it starts with a quarterly quiet week. The last week of every quarter is what I call a quiet week. And that basically means no meetings, no external meetings. And the only internal meetings with my team are assessment, reflection, and planning meetings. For me and for my team, it's really an opportunity to look inward and to do a more substantial assessment and reflection than we do at the end of each month. So on a monthly basis, I'm doing all of the sort of normal things, capturing and assessing key data about the previous month, sort of like a dashboard to make sure that I know where programs, financials, et cetera, are, and to make sure everything's staying on track. And I do that every month and to a smaller degree every week. The Quiet Week is an opportunity to do that on a deeper level and also to identify and reflect on trends that I'm seeing in 
you know, the past quarter, the past month, etc. So I know that sounds crazy to some of you. An entire week with no meetings seems absurd to a lot of people that I've shared this with. And I'll be honest, the first time that I planned it, I was secretly prepared for my world to implode for staff members and board members to feel ignored or be angry. I knew some crisis would erupt and I'd somehow be out of touch. But here's the thing about Quiet Week, and this is really important. It's not a week off. It's not a vacation. It's just a time to look inward. It's a time to stop meeting and going and doing and to reflect and assess and inject a little intentionality into the year. So. I read and respond to emails. I'm available for a crisis. The office, when I was doing this with my nonprofit, the office was open. Everyone was working. It was just protected time for really important, deep work that can, as we've talked about on this podcast, that can get lost right throughout the quarter, throughout the year. So what do I do in a quiet week? I wrap up my quarter with five questions. And honestly, even if you don't do a quiet week, although I highly recommend it, and what I forgot to end my story with was, I was prepared for crisis and there has never been a crisis. I do this every year, every quarter, never a crisis. And it's actually really incredible. And as I have a team that works with me, they actually really appreciate the time to pause and reflect on their own work and sometimes to reflect with me and to reset plans. They really appreciate that. So I recommend it, but even if you don't do a quiet week, you can still use these five questions to guide an intentional quarterly check-in for your own organization. So the first question is a pretty simple one. Where are we financially and programmatically, operationally? This is just a bare bones data tracking question. For me, when I was running my organization, it was things like money in and money out from each of the three sources that we tracked, individuals, foundations, and corporations. It was looking at our evaluation plan and then collecting, pulling together key program data from the past quarter, key outputs and outcomes based on what we had said we wanted to track. I looked at things like number and nature of board engagement touch points. Who had I spoken with? Who had I not spoken with? Had board members heard from me? I looked at things like conversations with key advisors, cultivation moments with funders who, again, who had heard from me, who hadn't. I looked at grants submitted. These were basically rooted in the goals and the plans that I'd set. So you want to do just a first sort of level setting or baselining. What did you say you wanted to do and what have you done? And when I say data tracking, this is the question that's the least reflective, right? You're going to then reflect on what you collect, but this is just pulling numbers together, pulling data together. The second question is slightly deeper. What worked and what didn't? So what did we accomplish this quarter that we're proud of? And here it's important to look both at what you've accomplished relative to the goals that you've set and also more broadly. This is a chance to note accomplishments, achievements, things that you and or your team are proud of that may not have anything to do with explicit goals, right? Just what did we do this quarter that we are proud of? This could be ways of moving through the world, unexpected new partnerships, a lot of times people will note the closing out of a long-term project, right? It's not a specific goal that was set in the previous quarter. Maybe it's something that 
you or your team has been working on for a while. This could be the way that you handled a situation that you were really proud of. Just very broadly, what did you accomplish? What worked really well? Did the team come together in a particular way? Did you onboard someone in a, in a really great way? Did you offboard someone in a really great way? Noting accomplishments, goal-oriented and not goal-oriented, is important both in order to celebrate them and because it allows you to identify trends that give you insight into plans for your next quarter. What are things that you've done really well that you didn't realize you were doing really well? And how can you bake that into how you and your team move through the next quarter? Second part of this question is what did you not accomplish that you wish you had? What got in the way? Right? So when you're looking at what worked and what didn't, you set some goals, you had some intentions for the quarter, what didn't work out? And very importantly, why? What got in the way? And then third, what, if anything, happened that you just weren't happy about, right? And this is sort of the, the corollary to what are we just really proud of, even if we hadn't planned to be proud of it? Is there something to be noted and reflected on either personally in your leadership or as a team that just didn't work, right? That is a process that you were implementing that didn't work <laughs> or a way of being together that has led to tensions. This is a great time to visit those. So the second question, what worked and what didn't? Third question is about return on investment. So what was the actual return on investment on our money and time and resources spent? This is where you take a hard look at how you spent your time and your money and whether you got what you should have gotten out of those expenditures. I've always done a calendar audit, right? I look back at my last quarter and I actually audit. I write down how much time I spent in check-in meetings and other ways of connecting with people that didn't actually move work forward. How much time did I spend in high leverage activities? How much time did I spend reflecting? How much time did I spend on activities that would lead me to the goals I had said I wanted to achieve? When we're in the flow of things, it can get really easy to find ourselves spending time on things that feel important and urgent in the moment, right? The tyranny of the urgent. But this reflection that we do at the end of the quarter is an opportunity to say, did I get a good return on my expenditure of time, right? Did spending time in those meetings, did meeting with those people, did working in that way move the organization forward as much as I wanted to? And this question is both an art and a science. You'll have a gut level response and you should pay attention to that. And you will also be able to say, see, particularly when you're talking about things like money, how much money did you spend and what did you get back for that money? Could you have achieved your end goals for less money? Are there other things in hindsight you would have spent the money on, right? So this return on investment on money and time and resources is a really important gut check so that as you look ahead to the next quarter, you can recalibrate how you spend your time, how you spend your money if you need to. One really important result when I was running my organization from just this question, and actually I wanna give credit to my director of operations at the time, a really incredible woman named Reshma. She was actually the one that introduced this reflection question. She was our 
director of operations and very, very focused on ROI, right? It, how much was going out, how we were spending our time and our resources, how we were operationalizing our plans and whether we were being efficient in doing so. And she actually helped me to see that I was spending a lot more time in external meetings that weren't actually moving our work forward. She didn't say that to me. She didn't make that observation. But in pushing me to ask that question, I observed when I did my calendar audit that I was making myself available to a lot of people who were really great and wonderful to talk to, but weren't actually advisors, stakeholders, partners. They weren't actually in any sort of clear or meaningful way connected to what I needed to be doing as the executive director of the organization. And so it wasn't that I shouldn't be meeting with those people, but the the ratio of time spent needed to change. That was a really interesting insight for me. It was the first time I had sort of analyzed my calendar in that way. And I still actually look at that when I ask this third return on investment question. So the fourth question is, are we working in a way that's reflective of our values? And this is a great check-in conversation to have with your team and also to ask each person to do individually. Go back to your organizational culture code if you have one, the values that you've set internally for how you want to be as a team and how you want to move through the world as an organization. And just reflect on how you've worked with others, how you've worked internally, how you've shown up in meetings and phone calls, how you've shown up when there is tension. Have you created tension unnecessarily, right? Are you working in a way that's reflective of how you want to be working? And again, you can set these values with real intentionality, but making time, carving out space to reflect on how those values are showing up is not more important, but definitely equally as important as setting the values themselves. And finally, the fifth question is, so what does all this mean for our plans for the next quarter? What about our plans need to be updated, refined, or even eliminated, right? Take a look at what you planned originally for Q2 or Q3, whatever the next quarter is, and use the first four questions to make necessary adjustments before you go into the next quarter. Bring the intentionality forward into your plans. So these are the basic questions that I ask each quarter. I've been doing it for almost two decades, and they have guided me through a process of reflection and assessment, goal setting and goal revision that has helped me stay on track and honestly even reset sometimes, probably more often <laughs> reset. I hope this little outline of a check-in action plan is helpful to you as you wrap up this quarter and look ahead to the next one. And I hope to see you back here next week for more Mastermind. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. If you liked this podcast, I would also love for you to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you think that what we talk about here could benefit another leader in your life, please share with your friends. 
Finally, if you'd like more leadership in your life, you can sign up for my weekly five-minute read Leadership Forward 321 newsletter. I send articles, resources, and inspiration every week curated around a leadership theme to help you lead your nonprofit better. You can sign up at richiebabbage.com backslash leadership forward 321. That's it for this week. Thank you for joining me and I'll see you back here next week for more Mastermind.